0: Welcome back, Bills fans, fans of football, fans of winter, fans of blizzards. We got some weather. We got wild card weekend. We got Buffalo storms moving to Monday. We got football on Martin Luther King Day. We're going to talk all these things. We're going to preview the Bills Steelers. We're going to talk a little bit about why... Josh Allen may benefit from the Monday game, whereas Mason Rudolph may not. But it's possible that the Steelers defense could benefit from a clean pocket and a clean ball for 17. We're going to talk all good things here on Blue Mafia. It's Sunday morning. We were going to shoot yesterday until we found out the game was going to be moved to Monday. So let's get right into it. Well, the weather is not as bad as it was last year for the bomb cyclone that we all endured here in Buffalo. Um, Luckily, we never lost power, and it seems as though the roads have been able to be safe enough for emergency crews and things of that nature. Shout out to the linemen out there protecting all of Buffalo. From Power Outage. That being said, let's talk some football. The wide receiver core is not going to be necessarily intact this weekend. Say what you want about Gabe. Say what you need to say about Gabe. He's not going to be out there. so Whoever didn't think that Gabe made a difference. I'd like to hear their opinion on who they feel will step up with him, not in the lineup, not in the scheme of the game plan. We've heard Joe Brady speak on his role, Gabe Davis's role, in the offense and how instrumental it is even when he doesn't make plays as many Bills fans desire him to make. Who's going to step up in his absence? How will this affect Stephon Diggs' role? We will get to the hellhounds, but have to imagine we may see Joey Porter Jr. spying Stephon Diggs' big physical corner. Steph does not necessarily do good with big physical corners, unless he can beat him on a double move, in which case Josh needs to make the play. We saw him overthrow one last week. But who's going to step up for Gabe? If you ask me, obviously Kincaid becomes a bigger part. That being said, Dawson Knox needs to step up to the plate. He needs to become a bigger part. I've been pretty satisfied with Dalton Kincaid. He has gotten a little quiet. He has seemingly fallen into a little bit more of a a once-in-a-while type target, whereas it seemed as though he was going to become one of those trusted anytime targets. Gabe Davis will not be an option as a target, so we'll see how those two shape up in their roles. If it was going to be played today with the snow and everything like that. We may have even seen some of the three tight end stuff potentially, uh, but it's not. And despite the snow and everything going on, the weather tomorrow shouldn't be too big of an issue. Now the field conditions will probably play a factor because I don't know what kind of protection they had down on that. Um, But the pass game should be fine. We saw Josh Allen throw in awful weather in Philadelphia earlier in the year. Shakir, he has stepped up. Got to expect he's going to get a couple more targets, a couple more opportunities. We'll see how he takes advantage. Boise, Idaho played in Boise. He's played in a little bit of cold before, possibly some snow. Sherfield. You heard Sherfield. If you didn't, I really liked hearing what I saw from him speaking on Josh Allen. He spoke about the eyes. He said you can just see it in his eyes, um, the type of competitor he is, the warrior. That's why we call him the general here. And when you see it in Allen's eyes, you know you have a chance. Uh, Sherfield even said it's an honor to catch passes from him. We'll see how honorable of a performance Sherfield will put out there but who's going to step up that's what I'm going to be looking at that's probably the number one thing I'm going to be looking at honestly is who's going to be stepping up with Gabe Davis out because say what you need to say about Gabe but him and Josh show up in big moments and they have a lot of trust in each other in the scariest moments who's it going to be number three Run, fit, tackling. This Bills defense has been awesome. For a little while under Leslie Frazier, we saw this defense give up big runs. haven't really seen a running back get off on this defense much at all this year. Real fans don't have a short memory and can remember the physical beating that the Bills took against the Bengals here at home in the snow last year. Led to wild speculations. Led to a lot of strange behaviors, talk. Ultimately, we may never hear the true story of why the Bills folded at home versus the Bengals in the playoffs last year. But if the Bills' defense folds again this year versus an AFC North hard-working, old-school, grind-it-out punch-you-in-the-face over-and-over offense there's going to be a lot of talk and there's, there's going to be a lot of dismantling of the staff and potentially some major moves on personnel def- defensively. But I will be watching the run fit. If you don't know, run fit meaning gap assignments, gap protections. All front seven, front eight guys in the box need to be responsible for their gaps in run fit, so whatever scheme that the offense brings to the table with their blocking assignments, pulls, pulling guards, pulling tackles, pulling centers, potentially double teams, potentially duos, potentially split onto the linebacker, all kinds of things that make those big runs happen. You saw it a little bit in the first few drives for Michigan against Washington if you're a college football fan. It can happen quick with the right or wrong gap protection and or run fit. And we know that the Steelers traditionally want to be that team that can beat you that way. So I will be looking at the defensive run fit. And obviously tackling is going to be huge. We'll give our final keys to the victory at the end of Section 1. And, of course, on the back end, if you didn't already know, we'll be picking them. Don't worry. We'll pick the last four of the playoffs. Number four. I don't know about Mason's leash on a game like this, especially if it would have been played today. I don't know about Mason Rudolph's ceiling when it's not exactly the best conditions, but he has been in Pittsburgh for several years. They do have an indoor practice facility, but we know that the weather in Pittsburgh isn't too far off from the Great Lakes you know, region here off Lake Erie. But ultimately, I just don't know if I can see Mason Rudolph defeating this Bills team. Can I see the Steelers defeating this Bills team? Yeah, I can. I definitely could have saw it in a snowball. I can definitely see the Bills beating themselves. I won't be surprised if the Steelers win tomorrow. But I would be very surprised if I see Mason Rudolph be the reason why the Steelers win in Buffalo. Not so sure about his leash. If he comes out and plays awful, could we see Tomlin bring Kenny Cabbage Patch hands, pick it back into the mix? Does Pickett just say, nah, I'm good. We'll see. One guy that has benefited from Rudolph, however, is the very charismatic and or dramatic George Pickens. Pickens is a tremendous talent and If he brings it, he can go off. If he does not get brought down by two to three guys, when he really wants it, he can break a tackle or two and take one to the house, if you didn't already know. So, the Hellhounds on defense. Just about everybody on this Steelers defense, everyone has pointed to TJ Watt being out and this Steelers team being I believe it was 1 in 10 without TJ Watt. I get it. But man, this defense has some warriors. Alandon Roberts, number 50 linebacker, Alex Highsmith, number 56 linebacker. Oguijabi, Ogunjabi on the front line, obviously Cam Hayward, beast, um Hayward is one of Allen's frenemies, as we saw Christian or uh, Christian Wilkins, not a friend. Magically, I used to say Bud Dupree was another one, but magically, uh, can't think of his name. But he's out there rushing for the Dolphins on the edge last last week versus. Josh Allen, he's another one that Allen doesn't like playing against. We'll put a picture up here. But Allen always has some kind of a fumble or a dirty play or a late hit with Cam Hayward, who's obviously a Hall of Fame player, but just one of those guys that seems to get underneath Josh's skin. On the back end, though, Minka Fitzpatrick was injured for a lot of the season. I believe he is going to be playing 39. Uh, Casey, rookie, number 23. Levi Wallace, former Bill, 39. And Joey Porter Jr., number 24, another rookie or maybe first-year player, second-year player. But Joey Porter Jr., Penn State, son of the great Joey Porter He is a beast. He is a good player and we'll probably see him trying to shackle Stephon Diggs and you have to think that the Steelers are going to think let somebody other than Stephon Diggs beat us. Let's see what you got. And secretly they also have Patrick Peterson who I wanted on this Bills team just for his leadership. But he's also somebody that you got to be a little bit prepared for because he could come in on some nickel, some, some blitz stuff. He's He's a warrior. He can do anything. And I wouldn't be surprised to see Patrick Peterson make a play, tip ball, surprise blitz. Allen's going to need to protect the ball. They need to not hand the Steelers free opportunities. So let's get these keys to victory. Brought to you by the Old Locksmith that used to be where the new McDonald's is on Union Road in Chituaga. Keys to victory. Don't give the defense points. Allen, like I just said, just don't give these guys tip balls, fumbles, trying to do too much, throwing the ball backwards over your head like Pistol Pete. Just don't give this defense points. Rarely do you fear a defense outscoring you, but in these conditions, if it is still blistery, windy, shitty, if there's shit blowing around, just can't give the defense points for the Steelers, because you have to have a little faith in the Bills' D, even if the run game for the Steelers goes off, even if Pickens goes off for two touchdowns, three touchdowns, Got to have to think they're going to hold them to 20 to 28 points, tops, and that's in a best-case scenario for the Steelers offense, so just don't give the defense points. Got to fill the gaps. Got to make tackles, as we mentioned. Also, no run-after catch for the Steelers receivers. The tackling doesn't only need to occur at the line of scrimmage where the mud, the blood, and the guts occur. Jalen Warren can break one out I like Jalen Warren He's a little bruiser He's quicker than he looks He can catch And he can get out He's not going to necessarily take it all the way But he's a little uh Sort of like a power scat back And if he breaks one or two tackles He can get out for 30 yards 30, 40, 50 yards So no run after the catch on screens No run after the catch on a hitch To a one-on-one hitch On an all-out blitz where Pickens all of a sudden goes one way and then out back to the sideline after the catch and goes for six. No run after the catch. Got to make tackles at the line of scrimmage, in the mud, the blood, and the guts, but also out on the edges on blitzes trying to take advantage of Mason Rudolph's weaknesses. Can't hand the ball to the other team. That goes for everyone else other than Josh Allen. Windy, shitty, cold, no excuses can't give the ball to the other team. Josh Allen can't throw it, can't drop it to the other team, but that goes for everybody else after the catch. On the runs, in the red zone. Gotta make the catches, can't drop the ball on the turf. Last point, I do think that Allen needs to still protect himself. Even though it's the playoffs, everyone knows that it's do or die, go home, win win or go home, but What do I mean by protect himself? I still think he needs to slide. Yes, I do still think he needs to slide. I don't think that he needs to sacrifice his body versus Steelers team to get a win. That shouldn't be the excuse. Sure, fourth quarter, if we're down, let it rip. That's when winner-go-home occurs. But save that. Save that for the fourth quarter if you need it. Because in my opinion, should beat this team. And another aspect of protecting yourself that I mean for Allen and the rest of the offense is responding to punk shit talk type behavior from the Steelers defense one thing that I think Mike Tomlin knows and I think all teams that play against Josh Allen knows is he is difficult to mentally break but it's not impossible every man hits the point where they start to crack we've seen Allen crack we know he can crack he has matured He has gotten better and better I think some of these ugly games that people want to talk about him not playing that well or not looking too sexy I think that's a true true sign of maturity for Allen as a NFL quarterback and I like to think that he's going to protect himself from that but It goes for him It goes for the O-line It goes for the receivers No Gabe Davis Once again It's going to be a factor It's going to matter That he's not out there But This Bills team can't Take a 15-yard penalty They can't Hit someone after the whistle Because they lost their cool Can't lose composure It's win or go home But ultimately It's composure or go home It's that simple Let's switch it over to the implications. I'm going to pick all four games for you real quick. Let's go. Number one, Love at Dak. The Packers, after all the Aaron Rodgers saga, Jordan Love is in the playoffs. Mike McCarthy is taking on the team that ran him out of time. And Dak Prescott is once again in the driver's seat driving the hottest car in the NFL with all the fixins. I got rid of Zeke. Amari Cooper's out there tearing it up. Uh, Noah Brown out there tearing it up. We'll see, Dak. What do you got? because if Dak and McCarthy lose this it could be over for them. One of them. So I'm rooting for love. Best believe. I'm rooting for love. I'm rooting for AJ. I'm rooting for uh, Aaron Jones. I'm rooting for Slick Pee Wee Herman, their coach Matt LaFleur I'm rooting for every single Packers fan And employee That never stopped rooting for their team Just because their hotshot Cali boy Stepped into the darkness And they've got a new guy Love literally looks like he's from Green Bay Did you see the picture of him helping some girl out? on the side of the road he looks like he's from there so let's go love let's see what you got baby i smell i smell an upset by the way yesterday i should have bet it i had a good feeling about stroud i literally have text message evidence of saying that flacco was going to shit the bed and i also just didn't think that tua was going to have enough in that weather but number two, staff at golf. And on these implications, if you've listened to any of my picks all year, you know that I have weather involved. Weather's always a factor. It's always a factor. It's a matter of football, but it's a matter of fact that it's a factor. Staff at golf. What an emotional roller coaster for this experience for Matt Stafford. What an absolute emotional roller coaster. I could not imagine get going back there. I think this is his first time. I I have to think this is his first time getting back there. But ultimately him going back home to take on Goff, who's the pressure on? Who's got more pressure on their shoulders? You would probably have to say Goff has the pressure, but who has the more emotionally perplexing experience Goff's used to being doubted Goff's used to being misnomered and disrespected as a quarterback Stafford's never been really disrespected as a quarterback, everyone's always loved him and now we'll see because if I'm a Lions fan I'm booing his ass I think I like Goff I think I like I think I like the Rams receiving core also, though, it's going to depend on who responds to pressure more in that game. Who's going to overcome the pressure of the the moment? We've seen Goff shudder in the moment. We've we've seen Stafford step up in the moment. But that's a weird that's a weird moment to be in for Stafford. We'll pick all of them officially at the end. Mason at Josh. We talked a lot about this, but if anybody told me at any point in this season that the Bills would be at home as a number two seed, taking on Mason Rudolph in the round, first round, I'd, I'd say perfect. We'll take it. What more do you want, Josh? Come on. Number four, lastly, Jalen Hurts at Baker. If you would have told me that Joe Flacco would have been getting his ass kicked for the Browns and getting laughed out of Houston where Deshaun Watson came from and that all of a sudden Baker would be hosting a playoff game in Tampa Tampa Bay's house where Tom tossed the trophy over the bay. Good for Baker, man. Good for Baker. He is a true football player. You may not like him. You may think he's cocky. You may think he sucks. But boy, is he going to go out there and give it his damn best. And that's why I think Baker wins tomorrow. I think Jalen Hurts is a great player. I never have been huge on him. Something about him There's a little air of arrogance about him That Took him to the promised land Until he got paid It's all It's all It's all glory and God until someone gets paid And then you can kind of see Maybe they weren't exactly What they said they were going to be And maybe we have a little bit of that Of Jalen Hurts And maybe that's why A.J. Brown decided his knee hurts I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Let's pick them. You heard me. Love over golf. Love it. I'm sorry. Love over Dak. Love it. Stafford. We saw Flacco. Stafford has a ring. Does Stafford have the hate in his heart to send the Lions home? I don't know if he does. But Sean McVay definitely does. So I'm going McVay. Mason at Josh. No excuses, Josh. And I'm going Bucks, Baker. So that's love. Stafford, Josh, and Baker, your wild card winners from Blue Mafia. Thanks, guys. Go Bills. Love you.